0: Wade into wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Hey, that's us. Glad to have you with us. It seems the weather, at least here in Rochester and Western New York, it's Western New York. Yeah. A lot of listeners around the country, even... Throughout the world now, we're seeing more and more uh, new countries pop up. Western New York, upstate New York, it's a different part of the state. That's
1: Albany, Utica, that area. Yep, Western New York, and we are not New York City. No, I think we are Anyone not. who's not from New York, you tell them that you're from New York, they just automatically assume you're from from the city. We are far, we're pretty far away from New York City. Yeah,
0: well, I lived in Virginia for a couple of years years ago, and that was you tell someone there are days from, I, from I, new I wish York. you still lived there. I bet down you there. do. Yeah, I bet you do, and mm-hmm.
1: you'd say, "Oh, New York City?" Nope. Nope, not even close.
0: Five and a half hours away.
1: We do have Niagara Falls. We do. We do. Although our side of it doesn't look that great.
0: Nope, but what can you do? Can't change it. Well, good to be here with you. This is Wade into Wealth. I'm Chuck Wade, joined by my brother Ethan Wade, and we are partners at Brighton Securities here in Rochester, New York. Glad to be here with you for
1: this next episode of Wade into Wealth. We're taking a different approach in this episode. Recently, there have been some things in the news that have happened that we feel, uh, and from client discussions, know are of interest. So we're going to spend some time talking about those and how they might impact you. And towards the end, we also had some uh, listener questions come through that we're going to address those and help give uh, give our opinion and some further clarity on them. And this is something that we
0: thought would be a good idea to dedicate an entire episode to in the near future. So if you do have questions or topics that you would like us to discuss or cover, we're happy to do it. Um, It just can't be specific investment advice. Um, And you can find us, uh, we're on all the social media platforms now at the Wade group BSC. That's on Twitter and the same handle on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at the Wade group at Wade group at Brighton Securities dot com as well, and we will put all this information into the show notes as well. So if you have something you'd like to hear us talk about, discuss, answer, please let us know. Happy to do it. So we're going to got hodgepodge of topics today. Let's start with the Colonial Pipeline, which is something that's been in the news, a uh, pipeline that distributes almost half of the fuel and gasoline in the United States was hacked By a group, the pipeline was recently shut down. It has since restarted, though it's not yet at full capacity as we are recording this. No, it's not like turning
1: a light switch on. Excuse me.
0: And so um, let's start just with what's happening and why am I seeing videos on the Internet of people putting gasoline into plastic shopping bags at the pump? You're not supposed to do that? It's not advised. Well,
1: what do you do if you don't have a container? You get a container. (laughs) plastic bags well good for them they were
0: double people were double bagging double, to oh their, to, thank goodness to their credit, i was
1: worried about a little to, hole to their credit two bags still not the best idea no probably should have used paper bags i suppose another set of problems yeah uh so what happened is uh, the colonial pipeline which supplies 45 percent of the fuel consumed on the east coast and we break that down we think that to me that doesn't really mean that much 100 million gallons of fuel per day flows through that pipeline from Texas all the way up to New Jersey. 100 million gallons of fuel a day. Per day. It's Meaningful. Meaningful amount. Uh, and what we saw, obviously, while I cannot attest to the folks uh, putting gasoline in plastic bag i had not seen that so i'm sorry i'm having a I'm well, you're not having a hard time a, moving on from that i'll one. show you afterwards i mean uh, i look forward know, to yeah
0: it's it's there and people putting it in um like plastic like totes there are like, videos like of this rub, rubbermaid bins. yeah like a like a bin yeah seems and like putting putting a safe the, way to store it put it in the back of their car they're just
1: gonna have to remember to every once in a while open that lid to uh, let the uh let to the air it yeah. right yeah <laughs> uh but w- one thing we did see Very quickly was that gas prices hit the highest levels that they've been in the past six and a half years. Yeah, they've been relatively relatively low. Well, yeah, it's the first time in a while I've seen a three uh, for relating to three dollars per gallon of of gasoline.
0: So that's what we've seen here. And we're in we're in in Rochester, New York here. uh, You just see gas prices have increased Increase significantly. I will
1: admit that I did drive out one night. My car was uh, pretty low on gas, and I did drive out specifically one night after Griffin was down to sleep to go put gas in my car. You did. Yes, knowing that I've, I'm just gonna go get it while I know that it's available, so I don't okay. have to. I didn't put I, it in a plastic bag I or a Rubbermaid tote. I have, I have not done that. You I know. also have a. How long's your commute to work? uh point four three of a mile. And mine's a little longer. So without gas, you can walk here. Yes. While I still can as well, it probably ruined my shoes. Uh and yeah. definitely hurt my feet.
0: Yeah. So for here, if you're in um you know, most places around the country, you were impacted by an increase in the price of gas. Yeah. However, in areas such as Maryland, Virginia, uh North uh and South Carolina and Georgia.
1: Yeah, North Carolina. I I saw one point almost seventy percent of gas stations were were out, out of dry. Not high prices. Just can't get no, it.
0: out, out. Yeah, no, I had a friend I'd, I'd saw that had posted on the internet, you know, a picture of his gas tank that he was literally filling his tank when it ran out yeah. And he lives in Atlanta. And that happens. And so, you know, it's different there. One of the realities is, is that that pipeline, the Colonial Pipeline does supply a very significant portion of the gas in those parts of the country. Sure. So, in the southeast part of the United States, or which is called the Mid-Atlantic, a significant amount of the gasoline is supported through that pipeline. Here in New York, there's other sources of fuel as well. It's not as much tied to that pipeline. So, that's why here we weren't negative as impacted as significantly as in other parts of the country. The pipeline is back up and operational now, so hopefully this isn't something that is too long-term of an issue. Um,
1: but that's uh, that's where that stands. And well, so you see panic buying. I would say, you start, uh, it's almost like a cause and effect down there where you yeah. see panic buying. And what does panic buying accomplish? Uh, nothing, except it makes the problem worse. Although. Right. If you're the person who's able to get your hands on some extra gas, putting it in a plastic bag or a Rubbermaid bin, perhaps because you felt like you took control of the situation, maybe you feel a little bit better. But in reality, when you're taking more of something that if you've got enough, you're taking it away from someone else who really needs it in that scenario, which just makes the problem bigger, not to mention If you happen to light a match next to your plastic bag full of gasoline. Right. Also a problem. Yeah. Um, That'll hurt. Yeah. And that's the reality. I mean, go back a year.
0: This was happening with toilet paper. It was happening with soap. It was happening with hand detergent and and, or hand detergent, hand sanitizer. One of the things that we talked about many times throughout the last year is the feeling that people have to be taking action to regain some control. That's what a lot of this comes down to. It's not that the gasoline is going to be gone and you're not going to be able to get gas for two weeks. It's that people see the lines. They see everyone else is getting gas. Yeah. So I should too. Right. And it makes you feel as if you have a little more control over a situation that appears to be fairly chaotic.
1: Yeah. Which also kind of leads us very nicely into our next segment, which is cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. and what's going on with those. Because in that same vein, we hear our neighbor, our family member who is making money on Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ethereum. Is it Dogecoin or Dogecoin? Dogecoin. Okay. Uh, Dogecoin started as a joke. Yep. Uh, apparently now is, is a, a real thing. Um, but we did. The big news was that Tesla came out and stated that they were no longer after just what, a couple months ago? Yes. Uh, announcing that they would accept Bitcoin as a form of payment. They will now no longer accept Bitcoin as a form of payment because of concerns of the impact that it has on the environment. This is the biggest crock of junk. H- here's what I struggle with. Go ahead. So, in Because I have my own opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it was what? Early February when they bought like a billion and a half yes. dollars worth of Bitcoin yes. and announced the plan that they were going to accept it. They began
0: accepting it in March.
1: All right, so it's May. You mean to tell me... This is Tesla that is doing this. Yes, yes. Sorry about that. Uh, You mean to tell me that they just realized this? They didn't know this in February? Yep. I mean, I saw a video. It was on the Wall Street Journal. This was probably middle of last year. That showed uh, they wouldn't release where it was for safety concerns of the person who was doing the mining. uh, Somewhere overseas, this massive factory that was being used to mine these... I did not see any solar panels.
0: No, and the majority of this is this Bitcoin. the The thought is is that the process of mining Bitcoin now is incredibly challenging because there's fewer of them available left to mine to create, which there will only be fewer
1: as we go forward, based on the how it. How it is done. There will
0: be 21 million Bitcoins mined. I think right now we're at like 17 or 18 million yeah. are out there in circulation.
1: But at the more that they get mined, the harder, harder and becomes. harder it becomes right. to continue to do that.
0: And so the concern is that the amount of computing power and servers and just the amount of work that has to be done to mine the remaining Bitcoin, to create the remaining Bitcoin, has a significantly negative impact on the environment. But that's apparently
1: brand this new is, in the past
0: three months. This is no different now in the middle of May than it was in February.
1: Well, a couple of differences.
0: Yes. The difference in the value yeah. because of right. of Elon Musk and his Twitter account. And this is where if you go back to so episodes fourteen and fifteen, we spent and dedicated to cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Bitcoin for this for this example. Um and we talked about the significant risks associated with that. One of the risks that we mentioned was the power of others to influence the price of these cryptocurrencies. Yep. And this is the perfect example. Yep. Yeah. So Elon Musk has done this with Dogecoin. He's done this with Bitcoin. He'll put a cryptic tweet out there that says, oh, Tesla's now, you know, Dogecoin to the moon. And you look at the price and it
1: immediately skyrockets. It was going up based on the thought he hosted uh, Saturday Night yes. Live, on the thought that he may say something positive about it. Yes, I mean, and then it dropped. That, that's how it works because now? Because he referred to it as a hustle. Yeah. And it dropped. And so yeah. this, so yes. But this today is, he did say that they're probably going to help find a way for that to be done a little more efficiently. And now the price of Dogecoin is is back up. It's such a, it's such a racket. Yeah. And normally what is supposed to be, I'm using air quotes, a currency.
0: Yeah. And we're usually very tempered on this, but this one really like set me off and I've calmed down from it. But the idea, the,
1: the interesting to have seen you last night,
0: the idea that this is happening to me perfectly exemplifies the risks oh, that are associated with investing in cryptocurrencies and we've said this time and again there is a significant difference between trying to make a quick profit and by creating wealth this is not creating wealth now some people will get very wealthy off this some people, some people have, have yeah. they've gotten lucky yeah they've gotten lucky they've their timing has been right and that's that's no different sometimes you'll make an, a client will make an investment and it goes up 10% in a week. That is luck. Yeah. We're not that smart
1: no. to be able to make those recommendations to no. people. We no, it happens sometimes. It does. But it, not because we are geniuses and thought, oh, this is going to go up 10% in a week. It just, we're happy that it happened. Yeah. And and so to go back to the fact that Tesla
0: was so concerned about the environment, two weeks ago, the company's CEO said that they we're planning to continue to accumulate Bitcoin through transactions. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they're concerned about mm-hmm. the environment. Yeah. And look, that's fine. You can say that. But the reality is SpaceX, is a, which is another company owned by Elon Musk, mm-hmm. is a huge emitter of carbon and other pollutants to sure. the environment. His Boring Company, which called, that's the name of the company, The Boring Company, is another one that has significant right now negative consequences for the environment. So I don't buy the fact that all of a sudden this company is concerned about the environment because of what it takes to create bitcoin. Look at you go. Don't. <laughs> it's 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 just it's so frustrating to me because the reality is there are people that are getting hurt. And negatively impacted because they are seeing this news. They are making investments in these kinds of things at very high prices, and they are losing money. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes they don't have the perspective or guidance from someone else, or just to be able to understand the risks associated with doing this. Right. It and drives me up the wall.
1: I, and the, I would like to say the listeners can see that, but and they, the they can hear that
0: the language that is used or was used in Tesla's statement that Tesla does not plan on selling any Bitcoin, that is that is, that is different than has not sold. Sure. And so that's where the power of words is very important. Tesla does not plan to be selling. Doesn't mean they didn't. Right. Doesn't mean they didn't. And because they have that $1.5 billion on their balance sheet, then when it came time for them to report their earnings, their quarterly earnings and numbers, that's able to be included. Mm-hmm. So... I'm hopping off my soapbox now. It's not a very tall soapbox because the reality is if it was, I wouldn't be able to get onto it because I'm fairly short. But it was there. It was there. That's what. And I enjoyed this opportunity to blow off some steam. Happy for you to have it. But consider it. And this is in all seriousness. This is exactly what when we're talking about the risks associated with
1: things like cryptocurrencies, there are significant risks associated with them.
0: And this is one of them.
1: And bear in mind, when it comes to investing, you are always compensated for the amount of risk that you take. It's why money in your savings account at the bank does not earn you anything. You're not taking any risk. For an investment that has the potential to go up hundreds of percent in a year, that should be a very clear indication Of the level of risk that that investment provides in our industry, in the world, when things seem too good to be true, sometimes, oftentimes, they are. Yep. So why don't we transition to some of the listener questions that that we've gotten this past week?
0: So uh, these questions come from a friend of ours who um, was listening, um, Josh uh, Merkel, who sent them to us uh through the Wade Group Facebook page. And he sent us a there
1: there were a couple in here, so we'll tackle them. Big firefighter. I know he has a long history of fighting wildfires yeah. out west. So we we appreciate you, Josh Merkel. That is uh I think he's a, a sm- tough might job be a smoke do. jumper. Yeah. There I is there was so. a
0: movie that John uh John Cena made. I know the kids love it. Yeah. I'm looking up the name of it now called Playing with Fire. Yeah. These guys that that literally like Jump into fires in 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 the forest I have got on the west coast. They they come down from like a helicopter and they you know they come down. And they get in the middle of them and they they fight these fires. So so Josh
1: Merkel is a superhero.
0: Uh, sure, yeah. Abs- look, he's taking a lot more risk with yeah. his life than either you or I am. And, and and so you know we adds appreciate off that to Josh. We do. So his first question is: I'm a government employee. How does my TSP compare to a 401k or IRA? What are the similarities and differences, and what do they mean in terms of how I invest? Ethan,
1: what is a TSP? Well, let's start with what TSP stands for. I just asked you that. A thrift savings plan. Uh, And it really mirrors a 401k or an IRA. Uh, It's just that a thrift savings plan is a retirement plan. The jargon term is a defined contribution plan, so it's not a pension where you put money out of your from your paycheck for federal or uniformed service personnel. So, so this is an
0: employee of the federal government yep. or in the United States military. Yes, yes, that is
1: where a thrift savings plan is available. So we talk about a TSP. It's a retirement plan for a federal or uniformed service personnel. Mm-hmm. 403Bs. Tend to be for school teachers, nonprofits, nonprofit yep. organizations. Four oh one Ks are for private businesses.
0: Yes. For they, profit businesses typically. Yep. And then you've got four fifty sevens, which are for um police officers. Yes. Firefighters. Yes. So other employees of governments, but not on the federal Yes. level basically they're all they're 401Ks. all the, they're all very essentially similar. the
1: same thing with just a different acronym associated with them. And we talk about so the similarities very very obvious they are retirement plans that you can put contributions into. Uh, the differences stem in a, in a couple things. One of the key differences and this is really 401k 403b 457 thrift savings plan, the difference between these and an IRA, is the age for which you can take distributions without incurring a 10% penalty. So there's some parameters with this because we typically think 59 and a half. That's true Mm -hmm. for an IRA. But if you are separated from service, meaning you're no longer working for that employer, and you are 55, 5'5", not 59 and a half, you are 55 years old, for an employer sponsored retirement plan, again, thrift savings plan, four hundred one K, four hundred three B, four fifty-seven plan. You can take distributions starting at age fifty-five if you are separated from service without incurring a ten percent early withdrawal penalty. Yep. It's one of the key differences. Yes. Oftentimes very, very easily overlooked. Yes. And then the other one for thrift savings plans. Are the investments that are available yes. through those? There are really six. Yep. Six options. You've got the government investment fund, G fund. Yep. You've got the fixed income investment fund, F fund. The common stock fund, that's the C fund. The small cap, meaning smaller size businesses, yep. companies, stock fund, the S fund. The international stock fund the i fund and then the life cycle funds which most people have in in all of target date plans. funds correct so yep. 2025
0: 2030 the other difference is that the tsp of all retirement plans is probably the lowest cost of any retirement plan sure it is the most cost effective and that's because it's a federal it's, it's a subsidized by the mm-hmm. federal government so they sure. offer these um, but in re, it's it's a it's it's an employer sponsored retirement plan um, I think we by hit, the federal government, by the federal government, I think we hit upon the similarities and, and differences there. It's a very good plan Yeah. for people who have access to it. It's a very, it's a very good plan. There's, the investments are, are good. Um, what does it mean for how I should invest? I think that's something where it, it should, it is something that should factor in to how you invest. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, it allows someone the easiest way of saving, which is through payroll yep. Direct contributions from your payroll um, that will be
1: very low cost mm-hmm. and be very adequate and easy and easy. You can automate to do. it. You don't have to lift a finger to make the contributions. Uh, yep. For how you should go about investing it, talk to a professional. Talk to a family member. You should invest it in line with what your goals and objectives are, given your current circumstances. If you don't need this money for decades. You're better served to provide yourself with the potential for long-term growth. Mm-hmm. But make sure it's in line with what your, your yeah. personal goals and objectives, not what your neighbor has, not what your family member has, what you are looking to accomplish and what you are comfortable with. Make sure that that's, that's a main driving yeah. force for it.
0: So in short, if you are looking to invest or save or be planning for something, the TSP should factor in. Yes. If it's
1: available to you. A lot of, you know, we have a lot of clients who say, should I put money into my retirement plan at work or should I give it to you? And our first, said, put money in a retirement plan at work. It's and, easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some cases, you may have an employer match. But also in reality, the contribution limits are much higher than just an IRA, an individual retirement account, through uh, uh, an investment professional. And it's important to keep in mind
0: that the absence of an employer match should not deter you from putting money into a plan. Oftentimes, that is a question we'll get is, well, my employer doesn't give me a match, so should I put it into a 401k? And the answer most often is you'd still want to contribute, still want to make sure that you're contributing to your employer-sponsored retirement plan.
1: Yeah, because if you're under the age of 50... I Your maximum contribution in a, a retirement plan, the uh, uh, Thrift Savings Plans, 403B, 457, 401K, is 19500 The maximum amount you can put into an IRA is 6000 Right. If you're over 50, you're allowed a $6,500 catch-up in those uh, employer-sponsored plans. Mm-hmm. In an IRA, you are allowed a $1,000 catch-up. So it really will open up uh, the opportunity to save more money and to take a potential tax deduction by utilizing your employer sponsored retirement plan as opposed to just an IRA it's not to say that IRAs are bad it's just there you should factor in the TSP the 403b 457 or 401k into your retirement plans
0: and you maintain the option to access it earlier right if you are someone yep. who may you know if if you are re- going to be retiring before age 59 and a half or wanting that those funds Through any one of those employer plans, you have access to them at 55 and a half as
1: long as you are no longer employed by the company that you work with. Yep. That's a key part. You can't be still working there. Right. And that's not allowed if you're over 55 taking money out. Yep.
0: Question the second. I've dabbled in some trading outside of my TSP. If I do have capital gains, how does it impact my taxes? Can you explain regular income tax versus capital gains taxes? How would short-term profits such, a, such as with a cryptocurrency be taxed? you want to start us off?
1: yes uh, capital gains tend to be a more favorable tax rate than just ordinary income tax. So what is tax at or ordinary income tax? your wages from work uh, you're generating income there uh, this is we're talking about someone who's not retired uh, without getting into getting off into the weeds uh, if you're going to work, I think I ran it. Federal taxes for uh, a single person making fifty thousand uh, dollars is twenty-two would be twenty-two yep. percent. Uh, to give you an indication of capital gains tax, long-term capital gains in that same scenario, single person making fifty thousand is fifteen percent capped at at fifteen percent for you. Um, the difference between long-term and short-term capital gains, black and white. 1 year 365 days if you had have held an investment for 365 days or more and you've made money on it that is eligible for long-term capital gains tax mm-hmm. which as we mentioned is a more favorable you pay less in tax significantly yeah. often
0: significantly more favorable to be a long, to have a long-term capital gain versus
1: a short-term capital gain and the reason is because a short-term capital gain is just charged or tax, excuse me, at income tax rates. So if you hold an investment for 365 days or less, and you've made money on it, you've got to pay the income tax rate on it. So let's use an analogy. I'm single. I make $50,000 a year. I bought an investment for $1,000, and I doubled my money, and I sold it for 2000 If I've held it for less than a year in those scenarios, I would pay roughly $220 in federal income tax. If I held it for one year or more, I would pay roughly $150 in capital gains tax. There you go. That's, you know, consult a tax advisor, really. We will say that with uh, any of this advice, yep. but it's just a general overview that long-term capital gains, if it comes down to, if you've owned an investment for 360 days and you're thinking about selling it and you've made money. Perhaps you should hold on to it for another five or six right. and sell it and save yourself the uh, the tax money to become eligible for long-term capital gains. Cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. How about short-term gains on cryptocurrencies? It's the same. No it's different. As far as I no understand exactly it. Exactly the same. It's, it's yeah. no
0: different. So any gain on a on a cryptocurrency, if it's more than 365 days, would be taxed as a long-term capital gain. If it's less, be taxed as... as ordinary income. And Keep in the, mind yes, with any of these ahead. investments, this apply these investments apply, this applies to an investment outside of an IRA. Yes. Where investments are not taxed based on capital gains. It's based on the amount that you withdraw yep. that's taxed as income. So this would be someone who has a what we'd call a taxable account yep. or a personal investment brokerage account, account yeah. an investment account where it is not an IRA. That is where capital gains taxes come into play.
1: And I think some people believe that if they, let's use uh, Bitcoin and Dogecoin, for example. Yes. If you sell Bitcoin for a gain and you move it into Dogecoin, you still have to pay tax on the Bitcoin. Just because you transferred it to another cryptocurrency does not mean that the taxes are waived. Same thing. If you own... Not a recommendation to buy any of these. If you own Sherwin-Williams, sell it and you buy Apple stock. Just because you kept it in stocks and didn't put the money in your bank account doesn't mean you avoid tax. You still have to pay the tax on the gain of whatever investment Mm -hmm. it is that you are selling. And those are the facts. Facts. Jack. That's right.
0: So let's take some of these ideas into action. We talked today about TSPs, 401Ks, 403Bs, 457s, and so on. Today is a great day to increase your 401K or retirement plan contribution by 1%. And why is that? There's no specific reason to the day we're recording this on or the day you'll be listening to
1: this on. Every day is a great day to increase Every day contributions.
0: Every day is a great day to do that. And the reason is, and this is something later this year, uh midsummer or so we're going to get into strategies for investing in employer re- retirement plans think about it like this would you miss 1% out of your paycheck if your paycheck declined by 1% would you notice it chances are probably not right now you are increasing your 401k contribution by 1% let's say you do that every year for the next 10 years you have increased your retirement plan contributions significantly over that period of time. Yep. And doing it by doing it little by little, you probably don't even notice it. Yeah. But you're giving yourself a raise. And so that's why one of the things we like to do every year is at a minimum, have folks increase their retirement plan contributions by 1%. If you haven't done it, today is a great day to do it. Yes.
1: And we can, this is an area where we can provide some perspective. I have never had a client come in and say, I wish I had saved less money. Haven't had that one yet. Nope. We have had the opposite though. Yes. Where I wish I had saved more up until this point. So we had a little bit more financial security. Yep. So if you have a chance, If you haven't done it, or if you already have done it, go in, increase your 401k contribution. 20 years from now, you're not going to regret it, and you will really appreciate it. As a reminder, we'd love to hear from you. If there's something you'd like to hear more about, or if you have questions, send them along. We're on all the social media platforms, at The Wade Group, BSC on Twitter, same handle on Instagram, and also Facebook. You can find them in our show notes as well and we appreciate you being with us.
0: And we're coming up on six months of this podcast, and we do hope you find value, and that if you do, you'll tell a friend or leave us a review. It is absolutely a pleasure of ours to spend this time together with you on the journey to financial wellness. Contact The Wade Group at Wade Group at brightonsecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade into Wealth, brought to you by The Wade Group at Brighton Securities.